Okay. What I want to share today is a perspective in Chinuch, which personally I feel is very important. But uh, even uh, some, sometimes parents don't like to hear. And that is, a person sometimes feels kiddo that his, that his or her children, their children are theirs. It's our children, we're in charge of them. It's there's a certain sense of of bailus, if you want to call it that, of ownership, possession. It's our children. And we decide what's right for them, we decide what's wrong for them. We're going to direct them. And uh, that perspective is a mistake, both from the point of view of the parent and the point of view of the child. So let's go to the extreme first and explain the answer and we'll, the, what's the right Ashkafa and we'll, we'll prove it after that really the the, the Matthias is that any child is better part of the puzzle which is the child of Hashem the dinner of the parents is as a shame which Hashem gives Neshama to these parents to look after to these parents to bring up and therefore the parents have a job of a Baal Bikadim. Someone is entrusted into your safekeeping to look after. And you have to do a good job with what was entrusted into your responsibility. But Be'atim it's not yours. And just like if somebody asks you to look after something for them, then you have to look after it, take care of it, protect it. And I'm doing my job as a shaman. I'm doing my job as being looking after the, what I was given into my care, into my resource to take care of. But it doesn't belong to me. It belongs to the Barabai who owns it. So you have to understand, it's the same thing. A child isn't ours. Be'atzim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is mafkid neshamos. He brings the his, and he sends them to the world, and he finds the parents who are going to look after this neshama, and educate the child, and bring him up, and do the job Hashem wants them to do with him. But Pesayfa Shel Davar, a child doesn't belong to you. Be'atim is Hashem's child and you have to do the job of looking after him taking care of him as looking after Pekodin Hashem has given you and then when he's at the stage where he doesn't need a parent anymore then a parent can say I've done my job Hashem I've returned you the Pekodin you gave me Hashemus Wait, one thing at a time. Let's talk about the good first. Now, that's the first you said. That's the first you said. Why is this important? Why is this perspective important? Let's answer that first. And secondly, how do we know it's true? What's the right for it? And then, the last one I want to talk about is, practically, how does it make a difference to the way of Mechanech Machat? So why is it important? Why is it important is, because if a person starts with the perspective their children are this, so then the, the more possessive a person feels about his children the harder it is so to speak to let go of them it's something which is mine I don't want to lose it and therefore the more a person has that mindset the more the idea of, of so to speak of giving his children independence to do their own thing or to leave or whatever was necessary is harder because it's kilo it's mine it's number one number two if something's mine, then I feel that I'm in charge of it. 
and therefore I can decide what's best for me. This is my thing. And and number three, what comes out of that is if that's the attitude the parent has, then that's what they're going to kind of give up that feeling to their child also, that the child feels that kid of I belong if that's the word, or, or I'm owned by my parents if that's the right way to say it. And it makes much more of a dependence on a person. Whereas if the perspective starts off that a parent's about bikodin, it's about bikodin, so then it's clear mirosh that the parent has a job, and the job is to to look after the child Hashem gave him and to bring him up to be the adult Hashem wants him to be. And then I've done that, I've done my job. And that's inside the parents. I'm inside the child, so then he knows also. It's true, my parents look after me and take care of me. But Be'etzim, I'm a child of Hashem. And there's a certain... Uh, there's two. Big enough communities in that. Number one, the fact that parents aren't always there to be with their children. It could be a parent dies. It could be the situations where the parent isn't there at the same time to look, protect the child. It could be the child finds himself in a situation where the parents can't help him. And if all the child's gotten used to thinking is, what I know about is my parents and they're the ones who in charge of me and they're the ones who take care of me. So in those times, in those situations, in those circumstances where the parents are unable to do anything the child's lost but if a person does not Batsim every, every child is Batsim Hashem's child and Hashem is looking after them the parents are a shliach the parents are doing a job as a, as a so to speak the ones Hashem trusted to do a job to, to, to do their job of, of bringing up the child but Batsim the child of Hashem that's always going to be the case whether they do have parents or they don't have parents whether they're older whether they're younger whether they're with their parents whether they're by themselves that's always going to be the case and therefore, there's the feeling the child gets. It's if, if he's always told, Be'etzim, you're a child of Hashem. Hashem is looking after you. He's your real father. Whatever you're going to say it. So that, uh, the, that's something which can never change. Very often, younger children, very often, they live in the terror of what happens if they lose their parents. One of the most common things that children have nightmares about, what happens if suddenly they wake up and they don't have their parents, they get lost. Children always think about the idea of their parents dying, I don't know what that means, but just they get lost, they don't have a parent, they lost, down their own. And in all case, what's the parents' answer going to be? Don't worry, I'll always be here, I'll never leave you, whatever it is, which is nice. Maybe it's reassuring, but it's not, so, it's not really something any parent can say because no human being can guarantee that. But if, uh, if it's, at whatever stage we're trying our children to understand, that it's true your parents are here to help you now. But more than that, you have Hashem. And He's the one who's always looking after you. And He's the Rayon of Elisha and Shemi Yisrael. And therefore, that's something you never ever have to be worried about because there'll never ever be a situation where Hashem isn't there. So that's the first point. That's inside the child. It's, it's, it, there's the confidence of knowing that you know, it's not He just has His parents, without that, He's alone in the world. And He just has His parents, and they're not there to help Him, and there's nothing. No. As long as, as soon as he's old enough to understand the idea, there's Hashem. Hashem is really the one who's looking after you. That's inside uh, the child, inside the parents. Inside the parents, it gives chinuch a goal. It gives chinuch a goal. I'm bringing up a child to become, like we said at the beginning of the Vadim, the adult Hashem wants him to be. 
And of course, I always have a connection to my children. Of course, I always want to be close to them. But as being a Baal Pikodon, as being somebody who's entrusted with a responsibility, then I have an end point. I've done my job. I've achieved, my, the, I've, I've, I've achieved the objective I was given to do. And like I said, it doesn't mean that one loses his relationship with his child. But it means I look in the perspective of that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me this child as a Pikodon to bring up a certain way, to bring to a certain stage. And it gives me a milestone. Have I done my job with my child? Have I brought him to the stage that I was meant to bring him to? And once that's the case, then I can say, Baruch Shabtarani I've done my responsibility, Hashem. Now, does it mean I won't be there for him? Does it mean we won't be close? Does it mean I won't still be supporting him? Probably I will be. Right? And be there for advice as well. It, it doesn't mean that a person therefore loses his relationship. But it changes the perspective. There's a child that you're responsible for. There's a child that's your achrais. And now that, 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 that's a different stage to the child who, being as we close, we, we, we get on well, we do things together, we enjoy each other's company. It's not the same point. So that's the that's difference both ways of the perspective. Now, why is it like that? So, this is the first explain. We're showing him talk about it. And then it's, Ba'atzam Hashem created the world in such a way that in every single kimat, every single other bria in the world, as soon as a young animal, bird, or fish is born or it's hatched, it's pretty much independent, except for certain species which may be within a few weeks or maximum a few months are independent. Most animals can take care of themselves completely from the second they're born. They're completely self-dependent. And a lot of the reptiles or fish or birds never even saw their parents. They hatched them and they took care of themselves from there. Even those species, which is interesting, the more the kosher species, you see this much more than the non-kosher species, but even the kosher species, which the parents do need to take care of their young, such as chickens or pigeons or various, some of the animals, it's not for a long amount of time. Within a short amount of time, the, uh, a baby animal or baby bird is fully independent. And the exception to the rule is a human being. That a baby is born absolutely helpless, and it's not a short-term thing. It's for a long time until a child's old enough to, old enough to take care of himself. Uh, it's kind of what, depending on what you call taking care of oneself, for sure, for at least 10 years, 20, 12 years, 15 years, however long it's going to be, until yeah, whatever it's going to be. However long it is, it's someone self-dependent. And why does she create the world like that? They're showing us the question. And the answer is that if all that's expected is an animal takes care of itself physically and needs and can eat and defend itself and find a place to protect itself from the dangers of nature, it's true, that can be an instinct which animals born with. But if a person also was born like that and therefore could fend for himself, there would never be a point of him needing to or be in a situation where there's someone who has to mechanech him, where someone can direct him or can teach him because he can take care of himself, he doesn't need anybody else. And therefore, Kaddish Baruch Hu made the baby human in a way where he's absolutely dependent on his parents because that gives the parents golden years to teach the child when, he, when he's dependent on them. And why? Because Dafka by a person, Kaddish Baruch Hu has something to achieve by the parents teaching the children the parents teaching the children, and therefore he made the world in a way where the children need the parents, and he made it, that gives the parents the opportunity to teach them. A male, I mean an adult tiger is only to teach a baby tiger. You can instinctively also catch animals and eat them. An adult sheep is only to teach a baby sheep. It also knows how to eat grass. 
There's nothing more it has to do. So you don't need the parent for that. Whereas if all the parent's job is by a human is to get this child to be able to take care of itself, Hashem could have created that as an instinct. It doesn't need a parent. The reason why it's not like that by a person is because Hashem Dathka sets up the situation so that that way there's a time that the parent has to teach the child. That's the ants. That's the picodon. That's the picodon. When you're talking about animals, we don't say the baby is the picodon of the parents. The baby is a new breed. It takes care of itself. It has nothing to do with its parents. You might not even recognize them. By a person, the picodon is that Hashem is giving you a child in a stage where you need to take care of him. And the reason for that is because along with taking care of him is you need to direct him. You need to teach him. And when the child goes to the stage where he can take care of himself, he doesn't need his parents, so to speak, the same way, then that's the case. By that stage, you should have done your job of, create, of developing him into the person he's meant to be. And therefore, like we said, the din of chinuch, the Gemara says, there's an age limit for how long it applies for. And that's when it's becodden by the parents. You're given this child with a job, not just to bring him physically, but you're giving him at the same time to, to bring up to, to be the way she wants him to be like I said once I've done that it doesn't mean I've done a relationship with my child but it means that I'm no longer responsible for him I'm no longer responsible for him I've done my job with him I've returned the pikaran to HaKadosh Baruch the way I wanted it back you gave me a child this is what you, what you meant to make out of him you did that good you've done your job now if I feel that I'm owing my children so then like I said, a person doesn't like to give up things which are theirs. And therefore, as much as possible, I don't want my child to be independent. I don't want him to be his own person. Because then I'm losing him to a certain extent. But if, I've, if a person understands, a child was never given to you as a gift that it's yours. He was given to you to do a job with. And the job is to bring him up to be the, an adult who's not over the shame in his own, right? So then I've done my job. I've done my job. And now that he's able to to, to serve Hashem on his own to, to act as an adult on his own again so I'm Yetzin so to speak it doesn't mean one relationship I'm saying it for the third time the Nakoda is I don't feel that I have to hold him back if he's not able to do things on his own that's what I wanted to do that's the first part the, the level of what it means that the child's a picard and with three other Hashem now, that's how does it affect that? That's the mindset. How does it affect the way a person relates to his children? The first thing is, and this is like I said, something sometimes parents find hard to do. And that is, a child naturally looks up to his parents as the one who protects him, as the one who cares for him, as the one who pays for him, as the one who feeds them, whatever the case might be. And that's normal. That's what they're aware of. And sometimes it feeds in the parents' ego so the children think that he's all-powerful and he's the one who's doing everything for them. And therefore, they're very happy for their children to think like that. But then again, that's a, it's the same mistake. It's, it's, it's not true. Firstly, a person can't really do things on his own and a person doesn't have the power to, take care, to look after someone on their own and a person isn't always in the position to provide everything a child needs on their own. And therefore, part of their training has to be to tell the child about Hashem. If, if, I, if I personally feel it's my child and if I want him to respect me and, and think about me and thank me and, and, and consider me to be everything for him, so then yes, I might try and encourage that. And if you need something, it's, it's, it's uh, Abu or it's Daddy or it's Mommy or whatever it is that gives it to you, and if you have a problem, come to your parents, we're the ones who are going to help you. Yeah, then I might try and push the child to be like that. 
But if a person understands, no, this is part of my job, and that is part of the chinuch of a child is to bring him to rely on Hashem. Is to bring him to, to know that HaKadosh Baruch is taking care of him, then that's going to be a big part of my chinuch and if you need something, I'll say, okay, so come ask daddy nice and I'll give it to you. Or ask mommy nice and you'll get it. You just have things to dive for it. Ask Hashem for it. That's the way we get things. And if you're worried about something, so Hashem's always going to look after you. And uh, the more I train the child in that regard, I'm doing my job of bringing him up as a child of Hashem. As someone who's going to rely on Hashem, as someone who's going to recognize Hashem. And again, that's my job as a parent. And that's a, that's a, a tool that if I teach it to my children... Like I said, for their point of view, it's going to help them much more in life. Because there are the times when their parents can't do anything. So if they're just trained to rely on their parents, they'll find, very, they'll find their parents have limitations. The baby won't know that. The two-year-old or the four-year-old might not know that. When a child gets older, they see their parents are people and people have limitations. And there are issues in life which the parents don't have the means to deal with. So then they're lost. Whereas if they've been trained to know, the HaKadosh Baruch can take care of you. And HaKadosh Baruch loves you. And he's your real father. Then there's no issues which Hashem can't take care of. And just an example. In the uh, in the big Basiak of down the road here, uh, a girl was left last week. Suddenly, tragically, she didn't just wake up in the morning. So, for, for, all, for a lot of the other little girls in the school, this comes a big shock. The idea of someone their age dying or something they never thought about before. I know from my other, I know from other people as well. So the kids came home, shocked. How do you know it's not going to happen to us? Uh, the, the, the classmates just suddenly died. Oh, maybe it happened to us as well. How do you know it's not going to happen to us? We don't want to go to sleep. Maybe we want to wake up tomorrow. So what are you going to tell a child like that? Don't worry. Tati's going to take care of you. What are you going to do? What, what, what did that father do wrong? There's nothing you can do. But if it's already a hanach of a samari, HaKadosh Baruch is taking care of you. So then you say, there's somebody who can help you. So before you go to bed tonight, say, Biyad chaf kidruchi, for this I say, Hashem kalemis. Hashem, I'm relying on you to look after me because Hashem can. And that's one of the examples that, that makes a difference. And if a person has that, a child has that perspective, that there's Hashem is looking after you, then in cases like this, there's what to rely on. What if there's a follow-up? What if that girl didn't do that? That girl didn't say that's not pretty hard to say. Maybe not. And the answer is, again, Hashem decides, but it's up to Him. So Hashem decided this for Him, but Hashem doesn't decide that for you. It's up to Him. But to say, that, don't worry, I'm going to look after you, I'm your parent, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. So it's not up to you. So then it doesn't come across as a way that you can do something. Okay, so that's uh, one example. Another example. And that's Ba'atsim the Yasodi want to get it. And that is, therefore, when the child's able to do a certain mitzvah on their own, we have a khir of to let them do it. Because if we're, we're training them, is we're required to bring them up to do what Hashem wants them to do. So then we made it. And that's what the Gemara says. When does the Chiyah of Chinuch start? Any mitzvah the child is able to do, when you can do it, you let him do it. That's already the, 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 the opportunity to start to, to, to so to speak, to, to bring him to do what Hashem wants him to do. That's the second point. Now the third point. And that is, at some stage, like I said before, when a child realizes that his parents' influence, his parents' ability is limited, his parents' ability is limited, so then, 
at that stage, how does a child react? So if he's been brought up always thinking that his parents are everything and they're going to do everything, so it's going to one of, one of two ways. It is, okay, so then he's going to get suppressed or scared. I've got no one to help me because my parents can't. Or it's going to go the other way around. When he sees that there's something my parents can't do, so then I'm not Meshavah to them anymore. He's going to become rebellious. I don't need you because you can't do this for me anyway, so I'll, I'll take care of myself. Either, either way around. And like I said, it doesn't happen with little children because they haven't realized that yet. When they get to the stage where they see that you know, their parents aren't, aren't as everything as they thought they were, so you guys want it two ways. Either they get, they, they, they feel that it's, so they're totally lost, or if, well, if they can't, parents can't help us anyway, so then we don't need our parents. We'll, we'll rebel. And then, again, that's a danger in the system which someone's brought up to think that his parents do everything for them. Whereas if it's taught to the child, it's true, your parents also can't do everything. We also taught in Hashem. We all taught in Hashem. Then, that's something which, like we said, a child will never get to the point where Hashem can't help me. And therefore, I've got no one to help me. That's the chinuch, and that's always there. The problem is when people do the job halfway. And that is, when something goes with something a parent thinks they can do, so don't worry, we'll help you. When something that we feel that's, okay, it's, it's beyond us, okay, it's Hashem's fault. So, if the child needs something, yeah, don't worry, we'll give it to you. If someone gets sick, yeah, what can we do? Hashem made them sick. Doing that is be'atim, if you think about it, presenting Hashem only as a source of punishment. Kilo, when something goes wrong, when there's a tragedy, when there's a problem, then uh, what else can we do? But if something's good and something's wonderful, then we thank High Creator for it. We, we're doing a disservice to our children. We're making Hashem look like Kilo, the, the one who punishes. And it's the only time people talk about it. Right? When something goes right, so we say, do we, do, do we tell our children, so say, thank you to Hashem for what He did for you? Or only when something goes wrong, so we say, okay, what can we do? It's, it's the Hashem. And you see, very often people are trained to only think and say, it's up to Hashem when things go wrong. When things go wrong. And in the perspective we're giving our children, the perspective a lot of people over themselves is, okay, Hashem is the, 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 the one that comes to punish and that's something bad. Do understand this halfway mess up? The question is, like how would that it's much easier when something's going wrong even if the parent can't let's like the parent say like but let us down with Hashem together let's just try to help us so when something's going right the kid the kid the kid is you're, you're in the store the kid asks you for a treat and how how, how is that sort of same thing to come out it's supposed to be like sure we'll buy it for you let's, let's oh very good you asked a good question and that's the, exactly the point when things are good you also have to bring it back to Hashem but how to say thank you Hashem made it you have to say a bracha say thank you to or or I tell my kids is that things cost money. So you have to say thank you to Hashem that I have money to buy for you because some people don't have money they can't afford to buy for you. Oh, so you're saying my money that I have is for Hashem. Right. And then you made it. So, uh, uh, yeah, kids say what? So Hashem made the candy in the store? No, there was a factory that made that. But you have to go back a step before that. And that is, uh, either Hashem made the, fr- the plants grow which produce the raw ingredients or just for yourself. The people who don't have money, the people who can't afford to buy things. And you say thank Hashem, you gave us money and I can afford to buy you things. And you can say, as a father, I always want to buy you things, but I don't always have the money to. So that's the comes from Hashem. If you want me to buy you nice things, if you want to go on a vacation, you have to ask Hashem for it, because He's the one who gives. And if it starts from that, and then that ha- now you, you can afford something, you can give them something they enjoy, so say, let's say thank you. HaKadosh Baruch gave us the ability to enjoy this. HaKadosh Baruch gave us the money, or the health, whatever it's going to be. And the, the, again, that brings us back to the balance. And that is, you want to not just think, see, like, blame things which we can't take care of on Hashem. Otherwise, we want to uh, 
bring back the good to Hashem too. And that's part of your job as a as the shame If your job as a shame isn't just to look after the child and make sure he grows up without damaging himself too much, or without uh, injuring, like, you know, doing something uh, which is going to hurt himself on the way, part of your job as a shame is to bring him up to be somebody who's going to be never the shame in his own right. And if that's the case, of course, if you bring him up to be against the person who, uh, against the one who, who, who you're looking after him for, you aren't achieving anything. And that's a big problem. It's a big problem that, like I said, even people who are from, they only bring Hashem into the negative, which means they bring up children against Hashem. Hashem is the problem. Hashem is the one who causes the tsarists, and Hashem is the one who causes sicknesses, and Hashem who kills people. Chas for Shalom. But that's all their children here. That's when they talk about Hashem. And one who makes and the one who does good, and the one who gives, and the one who makes things happen which they like. No, they don't think Hashem. They don't, they don't bring Hashem into the picture. You, you, you're doing the job of bringing up a dar against Hashem. If anything, a dog is scared of Hashem. But not more than that. And then that's not the job we're meant to do. We bring to, we're meant to bring up our children as, as like I said, as Banim Matem Hashem Lekeichem. And therefore they have to understand. Just like if a person only thinks of his physical parents as the ones who punish him, the parents are doing a really bad job. Because as true parents need to punish sometimes. But they should also say, look, everything good you have comes from your parents too. And, you went to, and the, if a child doesn't see that, they just say, no, our parents just punish us. They never do anything else for us. So then there's something wrong with the, the way they're seeing the world. There's something wrong with their upbringing. Your parents didn't give you food, your parents didn't give you clothing, your parents didn't take time in, to help you and to bring you to school and everything else. Of course they did. So even if the parent also has to punish, at least see both sides. And if our job is to bring up our children as shluchim of Hashem, then we have to show that by Hashem as well. It's true, Hashem uh, punishes, Hashem rewards, Hashem gives. And therefore they have to see both sides of that. And uh, it's only then that a, that a child can come to rely on Hashem. Because, if the, like the Pasuk says, reliance is based on both factors. That on the one hand somebody can punish, but on the other hand they can save me from punishment. They can, they can protect me. And then I'm relying on them because it's up to them to, to, to decide. And just like naturally, uh, normally, a, ch- a, a child recognizes his parents that yes, they can reward, they can punish, so I can rely on them. Then if we want to bring up children who have a moon and Hashem, it has to be both sides too. And that is, Kodesh Baruch can punish, it's true, but Kodesh Baruch can reward us, Hashem can protect. And uh, therefore that's the starting point, which has to start in the, from the beginning. And just like for ourselves, we know that the Nisham Hashem gave us as a Pekotan. The Nisham Hashem gave us as a Pekotan. Like we say every day, you gave me, but you take away from me again. It's a picard by me to look after. So a person's children are also picard by them to look after. And it's the same job. That we have to use the Kozman and Hashem Bakiri for ourselves. We say Moida Nida Fanecha. So it's Kozman that the Nishamas of our children under our jurisdiction. So it also has to be to bring them to Moida Nida Fanecha Hashem To bring them also to a stage where they're going to come to appreciate Hashem on their own. And then. That can bring that gives us a goal of an endpoint. Where we've been successful. Where is that endpoint? Yeshemrim and Yisli Bavar Mitzvah. Which is a bracha. Tarani I've done my job. If I can bring a child to the stage with makabel al Torah Mitzvahs, I've done my job. I'm giving back a pikot and a kodesh parachu. I've done my akilu. I've fulfilled what I needed to do. I brought another person to be a shemit Torah Mitzvahs. Today, like most folks can say. Uh, a bar mitzvah boy or a bat mitzvah girl is way too young to be independent 
the times of Chazal used to get married then they were on their own whereas today they still yeah they still need direction they still need uh, they still need us to look after them in every way spiritually emotionally physically everything else maybe when they get to the chuppah then a parent can say I've done my job I brought them to the stage where they're now on their own and they can be over their shem in their own right ok and that's a big garden and that gives us a goal to reach and the difference is very often in the non-Jewish world I want to finish this last point um, parents cry when they take their children to the chuppah that's clear we're losing something and it was our child and now we've lost him someone else is he's making his own house it's a sense of sadness like we lost the child because if it was mine and I owned him and he belonged to me and now he's gone he belongs to somebody else he's, he's no longer part of my life in the same way people feel a sense like of sadness and that's a mistake but at them like in Chazal you see it's the biggest simcha because Adab, we've done our job our job was to bring this child to the stage where he's now we, we can say Hashem we've done our job with him he's now on his own he's now going to, 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 to be the next link in Klai Yisrael it's a simcha it's a simcha it's not something of mine which I lost it doesn't have lots of relationship that doesn't that can be the same before and afterwards but as far as there's no feeling of ownership that it was mine that I gave something up I've, I've done the job Hashem wanted me to do Bishlamus, and it's a simcha when I give back a pikodin Gemara says it's a simcha it means I've fulfilled my job and I've done, I've done it completely just uh... So that's what and I said. And when they're abusing that kid, maybe that's, you know, midlife crisis, maybe that's, you know, a feeling of, you know, what do they even have anymore? And that's, you know, I feel like that's kind of where And that's exactly the point you know, I'm coming from. And that is that if a person says, I invested so much in this child, but for what purpose? But it does, again. For what purpose? So that they should become a, 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 the, the, a, someone on their own who can serve a Shabbat on, then I achieved it. It's like I invested so much in achieving something and I did. And now what is this person supposed to do with themselves now? They're 50 years old, 55 years old, and now their kids are out of the house. That's what they invested their entire life into. Like, now they're kind of lost. This is not even so much of a kind of question. Yeah, that, question. 100%. That's a direction question. That's individual to the person. What, 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 what's, what, what are they meant like to do with themselves? Thought, like, when but people so when people feel they invest, again, in, even in the case a person invests so much in something, the question is going to be for what purpose? In other words, if a person is investing so much in something because he wants to sell it for a profit. So of course it's a big development and I'm building it and I'm working on it because I know one day I'm going to sell it and I'm going to make a fortune. So I'm not sad when I said it. That was the point. Whereas if I'm investing in something for me and then when, I, then when it's secure, it's over so then I feel I've lost something because it was meant to be for me. Then the business went down, whatever. It's, oh, yeah. it's a little more complicated story. 
but like, I think that so that's kind of the weird. point you bring up exactly this point. In other words, if a person, the, the, exactly your example, the, they move from being that this is an investment I want to sell to this is my life, this is me. I want my life, I can't give it up. But if I've been clear to them the whole time, I'm doing this just to sell it. I wanted to get to be worth a million dollars, ten million dollars, and I want to sell. So I'm not going to feel that I, 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 I now want out, I want to keep it. That's only because now I decided it's mine and I don't want to lose it. But if my intention always was, I'm just doing this to get the money because I want the money for something else, then I'm very happy to say I got, I got there. Discuss, we can discuss how that 